You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Avram Kivilevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. We've got the kiln fired up. We've got the furnace prepped. We're about to unsheath the laser fire of Torah. Yes, Rizcha Daraisa is coming your way. But first, you've heard me on this platform touting NRS, a great company whose many dedicated employees I get to see in action. NRS Pay has recently launched its new cost-cutting program called Cash Discount. The way it works is any vendor using NRS Pay Cash Discount has their sale register tabulating automatically a dual pricing, which offers customers a choice of a cash payment, which could result in an up to 4% discount over swiping their card. If your business meets the $18,000 a month threshold, there's absolutely no monthly fee to incur. NRS Pay Cash Discount makes it less expensive to accept credit cards, so you'll save money while helping your customers save at the same time. NRS is offering a time-limited deal right now on this state-of-the-art system. You'll get a free card reader with zero hidden fees, no long-term contract, and no early termination fee, which means you can switch your processing plan without penalty. NRS Pay is a proud part of the IDT Corporation that I've been associated with for over 10 years and has integrity built into its corporate DNA. I know its founder, its officers, and salespeople, and they truly stand by their product and will help you with live stateside-based customer service on any issue or question. Check nrspay.com for more information or call 833-289-2767. And now... Rishadaraisa, coming your way. Get ready. If it's Erev Shabbos Kaidish, this must be Rishadaraisa. I am here with Rabbi Yisuf Gavriel Bechal for. Uh, Ask you a question. Yes. Uh, our listeners know that you have special psych- psychic skills, such as that um, you're able to guess the week and month of a person's birth uh, with a high degree of accuracy. Is this something in which you have? There's a Hebrew term called tikshur. I don't even exactly know what to translated into English. The translates is kind of psychic, but it's not really psychic. It means you have some form of communication on high. Is this something which comes from a form of subtle communication you have on high, or is this just purely uh, the Kabbalistic science which you deploy in order to reach these conclusions? Boy, you know, I, I don't know what was in that the sandwich that you were eating, but it might have been some of the, it might have been mushrooms. Look, <laughs> I, you know, he, you know, we're here in a Shas Chirum. We're here in a Shas Tzarele Yisroh. Um, we're here in a Shas that, who knows? And here you are, you know, it's a Shas Tzar that, that so many ethical and difficult questions, security questions are being dealt with. And you want to know this big, this Narishkeit. You want to know this Narishkeit about how I was able to pinpoint uh, people's birth dates. Are you psychic? No, nothing to do with psychic. Not at all. No, I, 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 I'm going to quote one of my heroes, and he's sort of like he's not a hero. He's sort of like somebody I would meet in like in the Olam Haba bar, like, like, and and like we would be talking with each other, and of course, you know, he would find me perhaps interesting, and that is of course from Shloimeh Yehuda Rappaport, Sheer, and uh, he had a friend. Uh, I think his name was Rabbi Yezer Bodek who became a flaming chassid. And she wrote a, a pamphlet basically exposing or explaining how it came to be that Rebus somehow were always right. 
How was it that Rebbes knew so much? How was it that Rebbes could figure out exactly what you wanted to say before you even said it and, and seemed to, like, in ways that can then be turned into a chesidah shemaisabich? And Shear says a lot of it came from experience of knowing people and being in that situation often enough that you sort of get to read body language. You get to read uh, certain tells that a person has. The same way in poker and other you know, ga- professional gamblers have. They can tell when someone's lying. They can tell when someone well, is sweating. He, he was more shattered than Solomon Maimon with the Mesritcher Magic. Yeah, well, well, right, right. Well, again, you know, Maimon wrote about what he saw when he was a child, uh, basically a child. But but Shear felt that it was not through Rukhakadesh. It came through basic, you know, if you see it enough times, you can get it. So once you have certain principles that are based on uh, sort of an, astro- an astrological mahalach that is pretty well known, even in the non-Jewish world, especially the non-Jewish world, and you sort of have a certain gut sense and people's sense of what you see and you tell. So that's basically the way it works. I, I'm not saying that I'm a practitioner of it, but I think that's really what it's based on. It's not based on any psychic or somehow a spiritual light goes off in my head. We believe in vibrations and frequencies that you don't have to be a kadosh to pick them up on them, pick up on them, right? Right. The Rambam actually says there's many people out there. The Rambam says there's many people out there who have like a certain, even the amazing Randy couldn't uh, show them to be frauds. There's something about their Havana. You might want to call it, uh, you know, the koichas of the Sitra Achra or some sort of gift, as the Rambam says, that they have. And I, I think those people are still there as well. It doesn't, to me, challenge the tzidkis of the Racham Strik for others. There's many ways to achieve a certain sensibility and understanding. I would assume the kadosh way of getting there gives you much more than just, you know, I can tell what's going to happen but rather I know what should happen and maybe I can, I can even alter what seems to be happening as opposed to just, I have this gift sort of like Stephen King's famous novel, uh, The Dead Zone, where Johnny, the protagonist, because he's been through this near-death experience and basically was dead, uh, he can now tell the future about everybody he touches. Uh, again, a typical Stephen King type of story, but it, it's the type of thing that, you can't control, and it doesn't necessarily lead to anything positive. Whereas I think the, the Rebbe's type of Havana that, that they have, I, I, I believe it's the type of thing that it's a gift that they could use for Latoyev, and that's the reason why Kodesh Baruch allows them to have that. That doesn't mean every single person who follows the Ramchal uh, explanation of Rapinchas Ben Yoyer's Mahalach is going to get Ruach HaKedish in that way. But it must be true. And I think there are people out there who have it. I was never that. And uh, whatever I was able to do was the type of thing maybe you could sell at some sort of ramshackle carnival uh, where people would, you know, put up uh, two bits or whatever it is. And I'd be able to say some stuff to them and, and you know, they could win a Cupid doll afterwards. It, it, it's not a total sham, but it really I don't think it's worth that much of our time. Well, which leads us to our main topic. We both assume that Rebelezi Udofinkel, the current Rebelezi Udofinkel, is not a psychic. And Rebelezi Udofinkel has closed down the mere yeshiva branches, Rishashkirim in America, and said they must all come back there to throw. We were asked by a mutual acquaintance who often comments on our show, 
whether we think that we weren't asked, we were told by him that he thinks this is not a good move because well, how could Reblaze do the thing will guarantee the safety of Bachem and Eretz Yisrael? Right. And part of it was, of course, a, a ringing sort of like, as my grandmother would say, or a Kalama, a commercial for how great the Mir Yeshiva is, right? Basically, he spends most of the time talking about the greatness of the Yeshiva and how great the learning has been going on and how in recognition of Rabdo Vlando's Tzav that we all came back early and we're learning so stark and it's tremendous. So all you Americans who were either away for Yontif or somehow stayed away because of the outbreak of war, uh, we hereby tell you to come back and to join the yeshiva, and this will ensure for you uh, a great ruchnius experience and uh, all the reasons why to come to Mir Yeshiva. Our listener felt that perhaps we should take in mind in 1940 Europe, and would a similar call have been issued if people were able to get visas out of Europe to come back or maybe Americans who had been learning in Europe, like Rav Gifter and others, that maybe they should come back to Europe. And despite the war drums that were beating, and despite the fact that Hitler had already uh, taken so much of, of of the countries and was obviously bent on persecuting the Jews, if not yet exterminating them, which wasn't yet well wasn't yet known. Uh, that was the, his point. Our so what do you feel about that? Well, clearly it's not at Zustel at all. I think you wrote that. You told me that as well. Clearly, we are not a helpless minority within countries that have consistently shunted us around and made us bargaining chips like the Jews of Lithuania, Latvia, Poland, and Russia. Even though the yeshivas might have been there, you know, it was clear that uh, this was a Shah Sakona. We all know about the, the odysseys the various yeshivas took. You could see even in the late 30s, and of course, in 1940, that the yeshivas recognized that they didn't know where they were going to be. They closed shop and they went to Vilna. They went here. They went there. There was no sense of stability whatsoever. Uh, so the the place where the Jews lived was not stable. The various countries, it was not. Uh, there was no real citizenship that they could rely on, or civil authorities that were out for their best interest. And the yeshivas themselves. We're, in a, we're obviously in a rickety, sh- a rickety shape, whereas here, despite the fact that uh, Hamas in their bloody pogrom and all their friends are declaring Palestine will be free uh, from the river to the sea, you know, we're not quaking in our boots over that. It's not like it was in 1967 and 1973 where there was actual armies from various sides that had the firepower and the backing to be able to penetrate and really take over the country. And we know people actually did uh, try to escape, including um, the Kleisenberg Rebbe, who, despite his having survived so heroically the Nazi uh, experience, uh, actually did go back from Eretz Yisrael and and basically spent the rest of his life in Union City uh, when the threat of war seemed to be so imminent. So I don't think we're dealing with that type of existential threat on, on many levels. So I think it's the anodium, and I think you agree with most of everything I've said. And so let me ask you: Do you not do you think that that that, that isn't there like an undercurrent of like uh, Israeli pa- patriotism, so to speak, or uh, Israeli uh, 
denigration of Chutznikim uh, in this message? Is it just about Torah? Is it also about you American idiots, you cowards? Come here and stay and stand with us. Maybe now it's time to read the darn thing. So let me read it. With Chaste Shemayim, we have witnessed the distinct Siata de Shemayad work and the learning established for the Bachram of the Yeshiva here in the United States. As you surely know, the yeshiva has gone to great lengths and invested substantial efforts so that the Bokram and the yeshiva can immerse themselves in learning. Indeed, our dear Bokram are sitting and toiling in their learning with great diligence and asmada, achieving remarkable atzlocha. I guess he's talking about the um, yeshiva in the five towns that was supposedly the branch of Mir. Yet, at this time, he must firmly heed the unequivocal call and hero of the Rosh Yeshiva Shlita, in conjunction with other G'dayli Yisrael. Given the current conditions, it's now clear that it's possible to comfortably and confidently return to Eretz Yisrael to learn at the Yeshiva HaKadoshah, where the true Iker Vatzloch and Teru learning and Aliyah Ruchness is achieved. The Rosh Yeshiva said that the special Siyat HaDashmaya, the Torah, Magna Matzla these days to the Tamidi Yeshiva is those who steig and all storm and tefillas of the Yeshiva, including Erev Shabbos and Shabbos. Therefore, it's expected each and every one return as soon as feasible to the yeshiva and Eretz Yisrael to rejoin their Chabura and Rabbonim within the yeshiva Akdoisha. May the Rabbonim Shalom help us in witnessing Yeshuas and Nachamas and see much Nachas from our children. So that is, I guess, that is the letter from them. Is there a sense of that Americans, you're never going to be Matzliach while you're in Avir of, of Chutzlor? It's, yeah, a little bit of that, I think. I think we both agree that despite Lakewood being Yeratayra and Muncie being Yeratayrish, you can't really compare what uh, an impressionable 18, 19, 20, 21, 22-year-old, 23-year-old is going to get from being in that 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 matzav. I mean, look, I was there just the other week, right, when the, the storm uh, let out at around uh, one fifteen, and I saw the type of energy hustle and bustle of all the all the all the different buildings. I, 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 despite you know the the buildings are now uh, really uh, in a much better shape than they were. Despite the fact that the that there's a comfort level with air conditioning and ease getting to Svarim, there is something about being in the right by Geula Meishorim that I think has an incredible hashba. Despite you know even if you don't want to say Avir there to throw Machim so much. There's something about the fact that when you leave the building, you actually are going to see the Toldasara knickers, the jobbers. You're going to see Chesidish Yungalite of all different stripes. And you're going to be interacting with people who take Torah so seriously, who live Kehudah Machat and who live many times in the Urama condition. So, yes, I, I think there is something to be said to that. On the other hand, I, I would argue that... I'd like, like to ask you another question before you argue. Uh, which you can answer at the same time, which is I took a little bit of flack on a, on a, in a group I'm in the other day when I uh, suggested that it is somewhat strange and not necessarily their fault because it could be the army told them that to do it, that the yeshiva in Steyrot left Steyrot and went to learn in Shalvin during the time that, um, at this point in time, they went to, they left their their location, okay. went to the Rosh Hashiva's alma mater, I mean, there's extra room there, and they're learning in Steyrot. Besides, I think a mini Mitzumtza, maybe, which they left behind in, in Steyrot itself. Well, well, okay, so let me deal with Kodavra Ofanai. 
obviously anything, we have a chiyuv. We don't need Rav Aaron Lichterstein to say it. We have a chiyuv to listen to the generals and security people. They're aware of of the threats. Uh, I think the idea that uh, that we're going to be b'teich b'ashem dafke is not rishkait. I mean, you're talking. So how about, do you find Torah magnumas? Here's she was saying Torah magnumas. Wait, 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 wait. There's a difference. There's a difference between uh, an area that might be an aperture or access point for a tunnel of Hamas than to Yerushalayim. That's that's Einodayma. I don't even know why. Yeah, so they wrote are places which are mamish, uh, a hop, skip, and a jump away from where the walls were breached. Of course, I think it, we're mechuyev to leave. Uh, and, and, and that's why uh, they have. Okay, but fine. So let's say, and the army has, has evacuated the road, and therefore you, you're probably right about Syria. So let's, let's shift it to Ashdod or Ashkar. Yeah, okay. So then when we speak about cities that are, are closer, that are definitely the targets of rockets, and as I said in, in some of my podcasts, yes, the rockets even in Kiryat got that landed uh, not that far from where I was. Uh, but I, but I wanted to say something about the mirror phenomena. And you know, my grand nephew was there. That's the reason why I went there. And he told me that you know he wants to learn how to be seifig lumdus. That's the reason why he went. And you know, he's on a, a, a yudbe shois chabura where there's definitely going to be twelve hours of intense learning. And he feels this is the only place he can get it. And and, and I'm I'm very skeptical because I, I really believe, although he might, you know, and, and he should have all, all that salacha, I really believe that uh, when you have something that is so big and so like five or six buildings, and, and it's it's a it's a it's a hulking phenomena, I think the idea that we must come to this place I, 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 is itself a mistake. Yeshivas that have five thousand bachram. Despite you know the myriad number of Roshi Chabura and and the chacham of how the yeshivas are, are are put together, it really is still something to put on your shidduch resume. It's something that everybody else is doing. It's something that you know you you, you put your card in. Yes, I was in the mirror. I was there. I was in this building. Uh, this was my. I don't deny that there's learning going on. I just think that that many people are coming back because, well, of course, that's 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 part of what has to happen. You know, I, I have to have my two or three years in mirror, and then I'm then I'm out of the freezer, and now I'm in the Shidduch market, et cetera, et cetera. And, and the mirror guys know, the mirror shashivas know that. They're aware that they are a magnet, not just because Taira Magna Matzam, because the levels of Kedusha they're going to reach. I, I agree that there's you can definitely be soifeg, not just from the, the Hasmud and the Yeshiva, but from the whole Avira around. I think, though, however, there's probably a very huge percent of guys that are going there just because that's the place they have to go. They aren't necessarily aligning themselves with the Rabbeim that make the most sense. They aren't necessarily being metupal with in a way that they're in the right Chabura. A lot of them are really voting with their feet about the things they like. It's hard for me to believe that in yeshiva that size, there aren't many, many that are just falling through the cracks. And maybe the mere Rosh Hashiva should say, hmm, maybe we should figure this out. Do we need to have this gigantic hulking yeshiva that has so many thousands that just come here? That's a, I mean, you're asking a separate question. I'm asking whether the mere is a talkless in having mega yeshivas, which is an interesting question. 
and I, I'm not sure there is a tachlis, but I don't think this is relevant to our question here. No, so so I so I think that part of it is somewhat again on on on, on Reblazer Yudel's uh, part, a little bit self-serving. In other words, the yeshiva needs to have those bodies. They need to have those American guys. They, it needs to be the Merkaz of thousands of guys consistently. That that's now become uh, their identity. And um, again, I, I I think this might be a time to think about it. Okay, you want to go back there to throw? Maybe instead of being in a place, let's talk about a worst case terrorist scenario. All the terrorists know that if you go to this spot in Base Yisrael Street, uh, the same way I knew that at one fifteen I would be in the in, in a mass of just black and white, they know that too, and, and therefore maybe there is something to be said that you know smaller places and smaller moistos uh, can work just as well, if not better. Of course they can. I think that's why I think that it actually is uh, you know the same thing. A secular Israeli would say to a secular American, you know, you, be, you, you could be a big shot of chutzpah. Let's see you come and be monarchy, but Tsar and Eretz Yisrael. I think that's what the, what, I think what that's the Rosh Yeshiva of the Mir is really saying, regardless of what it seems like he's saying. What he's saying is that, you know, you, 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 you punks. You start by chutzpah. This is where the action's at. This is where you should be. The learning action. I don't, I no, don't. No, 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 not learning action. I didn't see that in the letter. I didn't see that in the letter. If, if, and that's why I think, uh, you know, our, our correspondent, our listener was responding that the letter seemed to be tone deaf to any sense of sakana. How, how was he supposed to, listen, I don't know if you know, I actually met him when I was, he was very young. I was learning to be his father, but, um, he, uh, I, I don't really have any specific impression of him except that he was very Israeli. And, um, I, I, I'm not sure. I don't think he'd write that actually and get away with it. But uh, it would undermine his status as uh, his pedigree as non-Zionist. But uh, to me, it seems that that is a, a double portion. That that is the, uh, the only legitimate reason to compel them to come back there. So unless for some legal reason he doesn't want the name of Mir to be associated with the program of America, I don't know. But it must, I think it's some sort of Israeli uh, mentality. Maybe you're right. Look, I, I, I haven't investigated it. I, I do believe, however, that what Which you're I saying, agree with, by the way. Uh, so do I. I, I I've, I've, I've talked about on this platform about the qualms that I had about leaving. I, I think really there is a, uh, a chiyuv, if you can, to be in Eretz Yisrael and to stay in Eretz Yisrael. And not only for the morale of the country, but really for your own growth as a member of Klal Yisrael. Is there an element of risk? Of course there is. But this is a opportunity, I believe, to be part of the Uma. Although, again, in the yeshiva world, the idea would be, you know, just to keep to Torah of Asmada and et cetera, et cetera. Uh, you know, just keep on learning and be the Shemer Achaimais. But I think there's something about walking the streets and being connected and being civil together. Yes, there's something like that that, that is important. The schools of the schools of being noisible in Chavero, and the schools of being noisable in Chavero with particularly Yoshev Eretz is a tremendous schools. And uh, I'm in Detroit now for Shabbos, and uh, there's a woman who's just uh, killed on the streets of Detroit last week, uh, downtown Detroit, uh, the president of a conservative synagogue there. Has it been shown that she was the victim of a hate crime? That no, she... no, it's the only suspect here. Look, you know, you know, you're in Detroit, and Michigan 
uh, has been a haven for many, many refugee communities, many communities from the other sides of the world. And it's one of the strongest, especially Dearborn, is probably one of the strongest Palestinian communities in the United States. And that ain't so far from where you are. Yeah, they have actually, in the Shulai Daven here when I'm here, they have all sorts of uh, people carrying them with carrying carrying guns on Shabbos and they certain doors they don't use. Not that I think that makes that much of a difference, but it makes them feel happy that they're doing something. So um, yeah, people are uh, are feeling are sensitive to it. You know, I was by the way, I was so strange on Hogarth, the only cause of a personal shechter that uh, they said this morning, and they say evidently on Shabbos too, Avinu Malkeinu during Davening. Right. This has been the psak of the Rabbanut. But I was also on Shabbos, and they didn't say Tillin. They just said Avinu Malkeinu. Yes, not even on Shabbos, except they don't say Kosveinu or anything like that. But well, yes. obviously, yeah, so. I, I never heard the Ace Star saying Avinu Malkeinu. It's a new thing. Did you ever hear that before? I think it has, uh, I think it's, it's, it's Meusid on the Gemara Santinus, where they talk about, uh, Shas of Gishomim, right? That, uh, remember, Abikiva comes in and says, Avin Malkeinu. Yeah, so I don't think I've ever, I, I, you know, all the other previous wars of Israel, Yom Kippur War, or this Lebanon War, nobody ever said Avin Malkeinu. I think it's a great thing. I think it's a great thing. I think it's because of the, the pedigree of Avin Malkeinu. I think that's part of what it is. And I think, I think it is right to, as, you know, Did I, you I say Avrachim last Shabbos? In term, even even though it was a Shabbos uh, Mavorchim. Shabbos Mavorchim. Um, I have to say that I was. The Rebbe Shechter said it's the same Avrachim. We didn't. Not, I, 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 Powell said, I, I wasn't there for Shabbos. I'm sure they didn't say Avrachim either. Look, I, look, I, I believe that the these type of things are important. Well, the rabbi where I dive disagrees with you. He holds that the changes to the should not be tampered with. He said that after diving is fine, and they say the Tillim and the Mishaberach, and they sing Archenu, but not during diving. And I tend to agree with that. That uh, yeah, okay. it's not our business to tamper with. Uh, with, with, what? with what? With what? With, with, with the uh, with soup. It's not a Nusachat Vila. It's not. It's 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 a bakosha, and especially. You know, and you're being moisif. We all know, again, it comes out from stupid Amaratz's kite. We know that during Kriyas HaTayra was a Zman that many different bakoshas were made. That was a time you could call out somebody wasn't giving a get or you wanted to give a special Mishabayrach for somebody. Right now, it's a, it's a time to actually break the mold. I think this sort of subservience uh, to, oh, we're not going to change the Minig, we're not going to change the Nusach, we're not going to we usually do, it's Narish. Narish, especially we want to shake people up. We don't want people to fall into complacency. We want people to be aware. We want people to be moved. We want people to, uh, to, to that it shouldn't just be the same old, same old. There's something different that they could tell, tell their grandchildren about or their children about. Hey, when this Gaza war was, this is what we did. And I think Avino Malkenu is a, it should be instituted. Uh, not it's, it should be accepted. Because this is a time that's fundamentally different. Otherwise, it's just like, what are we having for? Is it is it bagels or Cheerios for breakfast? You know, these I, know, I think a pistol pay is pretty powerful, and they're not saying it; they're just saying that easy shit, easy shit. You, you know, right, 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 right. Pay gimel, pay gimel should be said. And, and, and as Rosh Hashanah Arabach points out, that the reason why Tilim works is because we learn it, because there's there, there's there's ideas to be learned. I, I, I was in one Bismedrish, though, when they were doing Kuf Membez, and, you know, instead of Habit Yamin Ure'e Ve'en Makir, he said Habit Yamin. 
Hobbit, you mean? So I, I went over to afterwards. I said, I thought I was in Middle Earth, you know, that you had like a, you had a Hobbit to the right of you, right? And you didn't know who he was, right? <laughs> Hobbit, you mean? <laughs> right? You didn't know who it was. You didn't know if it was Frodo, right? You didn't know if it was Bilbo, right? <laughs> Whatever. I said, yeah, say it at least. Know what you're saying. Um, so I think that's the problem. Again, you know why? Well, the Oyun doesn't know it and it's hard because we don't know what it means. Okay. So just do Kuf, you know, just do Kuf Chafalf and Kuf Lamed that everybody knows and Achaynako Beis Yisrael. And then instead of understanding what the words mean and caring what the words mean, we could just say, we could just go through the same, same mode. It, we got to shake people up. This times are different. The anti-Semitism is different. The kids in Cooper Union uh, this week who were, I don't know, in the library, Davini Mincha, whatever it is they were doing, and you had the Palestinian people banging on the door. This is something that is quite unprecedented. We haven't seen this level of of a wave coming up. I don't remember it, really. You know, we had the knockout games that was happening with the, you know, in Crown Heights and other places. But this backlash, uh, you know, this this idea of, of anything goes in fighting the imperialists and every one of us is really uh, a, a basic enabler and helper and we're all targets in a way. I think this is something unique and I think we, we need a Vino Malcano everywhere. And uh, as I said, I think the Chayalim have to be uh, first and foremost. I think you're putting way too much, way too much stock in the influence that Avinu Malkin is going to have on the people who say it. You know, not everybody's a big tzaddik like you, a tzaddik and a chassid who emotes fervently when they daven and says things with tremendous passion and pathos. Another thing I think is that the Oilam should understand that if any time Tachnun, even though Tachnun was meant to be primal and personal, but Tachnon has become formulaic, but boy, is this formula work. So actually, in my shul where I daven, usually they call me to daven Monday and Thursday to daven for the omelet because whatever, they, they need their, their shortage of shluch and tzibur, no baruch Hashem, zechiv at the moment. So, um, and I try to be madish out loud the passages which are relevant to us. Well, I, th- I think the, 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 the Rabbonim the Rosh Hashivas, the rabbis, they need to say, we are going to be spending more time on Tachnon than usual. You know, if you're going to miss your bus, okay, don't daven in this minion. There'll be other minyanim for you. That's not a bad idea. And that's the reason why the Beis Yosef says that, you, that your pirates get her if you try to skip it. During COVID, of course, everybody understood, you know, the Makas, makas Hamovis. I think that it is a, we have the tools. I, I like the ideas of adding and emphasizing. Just to emphasize, I don't think is enough. I think we do need to add, and it should be a a, a special tefillah. Your brother has, I think, properly said that, you know, it's not more singing and dveikus that I think is needed, although that could help in some ways. That's not what's called for. And I think, yes, have, singing it, even if you're singing it slow, I'm not sure if if, if that you know, that 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 actually answers the bell. You think Avinu Malkeinu answers the bell more than Achinu Kobeis Yisrael? I think Avinu Malkeinu tells us that we are still in the Yemei Adin. Avinu Malkeinu, having Avinu Malkeinu is like saying, Yom Kippur, as your brother pointed out, Yom Kippur didn't work. We did not really, whatever Kaparis Yom Kippur was achieved, it, it clearly was Makulkul. 
And when we and, and when we continue with Avinu Malkeinu, we're saying that in a way it's hopeful, but it's also an, an indicator that what we did before we shouldn't sit on our laurels. And as I said, I think I think there's historical precedent. I think there's another advantage also is that we are following. I'm not saying that Reb David Lau and Reb Yitzchak Yosef for the Gedolei Olam, but we are following the Hayra of the official Hayra of, of Medina Yisrael, and I think that that means something. It means something that also is, as you say, it's it's another way of wrapping the Israeli flag around us. Look, let's hope that the interminable pace of the war, the fact that you know it's not. We don't have the ground war yet. We don't have, um, and and I think a lot of people are sort of like losing, losing the sense of how terrible the effects might be because you know it seems like everything is just back, back to we're, we're, we're in a certain stasis. I think that that's what I, I'm worried about, and I think those are things that we need to to press the button on. And I I would encourage you with your hashba and Anche Palisades uh, to do that. You know, I, I told you about my my Eneklach who daven every day for a chayal that has who has a name similar to theirs. My grandson Yonatan uh, every single day says Tilim, and after he says Tilim, he mentions the name of a certain Yonatan soldier, and as does my grandson, nice. as as my does my, as my grandson Ido, and I think that's something that 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 could be done and adapted, especially. You know, you should mention that at Base Hillel, where you work, the elementary school where you work. I think they do that already. They already do that. So hopefully we will be back, Mir Hashem. I think next week, Rabbi Yosef, I think is going to be our last Arab Shabbos Kodesh one. Take care, my friends. We will see you. Be well. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I hope you liked what you heard. If you did, please take a moment to share this or any of the many episodes available on our platform with friends in order to help grow our community. Until next time, shalom.